0: Today on the Zabecast, maybe the single greatest day for Packer fans since the Super Bowl. Hundley gets sent packing, and the Brinks truck rolls up to Aaron Rodgers' house. So is insider trading a four game suspension or six? LeBron James has a new show called The Shop. We've got Paul Charchian with some last minute draft advice and a whole lot more. I know you got more than one podcast to listen to today, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> It is Thursday, August 30th, 2018, and can you feel the excitement, the juice, the electricity for the upcoming NFL season? There is nothing quite like this week, and the way this weekend comes about on the calendar, I just, I love it. First of all, three-day weekend for most of you. I can't say for sure if it's a three-day weekend for me, because normally we would get off on the Monday of Labor Day. Because there would be baseball games playing on our station. With all the uh, changes at our station, and a lot of people are asking, oh, what's happening to the show? Are you getting Our show is staying the same. For now. And, and it's always for now in, in radio. But we we are in a good place. The new company likes the show, and they like me. and So uh, we're going to keep on going as we have been on the Team 980. But I don't know if I'm going to be on in D.C. on Monday. I know with Bob and Brian we're going to be off, but... So in addition to it being a three-day weekend, which everyone gets a little bit geeked up about, uh, it's the start of the NFL season. And so this week is the sort of, okay, let's tidy some things up, let's get things done. And we saw that on Wednesday with several big moves around the league. The biggest of them is Aaron Rodgers getting paid. A massive new contract that raises the bar even further on the, some would say, outrageous quarterback salary list others would say hey guys like aaron Rodgers are worth every penny some like me would say he's still underpaid i won't go through all the numbers regarding top line numbers guarantee numbers aav numbers new money old money blah 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 guarantees bottom line is this he's going to make 84 million dollars uh in the span of like 14 months Secondly, the average guaranteed money, I believe, is in the $33 million range, which is about $3 million better than the most recent contract, which was for Matt Ryan. I think it could have been more. I think truly on the open market, Aaron Rodgers would be worth $40 million a year. If Aaron Rodgers were to somehow say to the Packers, look, I'm going to play out my deal. I'm going to play under a franchise tag if you make me. I will play under a second franchise tag if you make me. But I am definitely leaving. No offense. I just would like to play somewhere else before I'm done with my career. If he were to say that, and if he would get to the end of the road like Kirk Cousins did, and it's very hard to do, and he were to walk out into the bright sunshine of free agency, sort of like Andy Dufresne, at the end of Shawshank Redemption, he would be paid $40 million. Now, of course, it would take several years to get to that point, so at that juncture, I'm sure, quarterback salaries would have floated up to that, but there are ways, I'm sure there are teams that would say, look, I know that would constitute an insane amount of money in terms of the salary cap, but we'll we'll scrimp somewhere else. We'll go with cheaper guys somewhere else, because having an elite Quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, a bona fide, certified, human being, flesh and blood, quarterback ninja, a miracle maker, a rainbow thrower, a perfectionist like Aaron Rodgers. In his still prime, although he's getting older, he's in pretty good shape. Obviously coming off a busted up shoulder, but fully rehabbed. That guy is worth, I think, well over $40 million a year. Now, there was a tweet today from Will Kane of ESPN uh, that implied that this was kind of crazy territory, that he's going to get paid like 20% of the salary cap. And he quoted a stat that said the average percentage of salary cap a quarterback has taken up amongst Super Bowl-winning teams was only like 6.9%, and that the highest percentage in history was Steve Young back in 94 at like 13%. So this is unprecedented territory. It's a good sounding stat. It seems to be like a wow stat, but it really, to me, doesn't have any relevance. First of all, winning Super Bowl quarterbacks is a needlessly narrow slice. It doesn't mean that if you win the Super Bowl, you're great. And it doesn't mean that if you don't win the Super Bowl, you are an idiot for paying your quarterback a lot of money. Only one team wins the Super Bowl every year. Duh, we know that. That's not a good metric to base of, hey, is it smart to pay good quarterbacks a lot of money to keep them? Or should you go discount on quarterbacks and spend your money elsewhere? That's really the argument the stat would imply. Secondly, a number of bad quarterbacks and a number of cheap quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl. In the salary cap era. Nick Foles last year being a prime example. Russell Wilson was on a rookie contract as a third round draft pick. Do you know how cheap Russell Wilson was the year they won it? Mark Rippon in 91 won won the Super Bowl prior to getting a big deal. He was never the same after that. Uh, Joe Flacco also on a rookie deal that was not exorbitant prior to winning the Super Bowl. And then, of course, they had to back up the truck to pay him and they've been regretting it ever since. Big Ben was on a rookie deal when he won the Super Bowl. Brad Johnson with the Buccaneers was not exactly a big splurge quarterback. Um, Trent Dilfer, stunk. He couldn't have been being paid that much for Baltimore when they won the first time. Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner, Scott looked this stat up for me. Kurt Warner in 1999, who was the miracle Hail Mary backup, after Trent Green went down. Kurt Warner made $215,000, I think, that year. And then there's Tom Brady, who has won five Super Bowls. He's been playing below true market value for his whole career. He has never put the screws to New England and Bob Kraft to pay him what he's really worth. So I think that stat is pretty... It's a, it's a nice stat, but it just doesn't... It doesn't say much. There is no sweet spot for quarterback money. There is no perfect number like well, 12% is appropriate, but 16% no. A quarterback like Aaron Rodgers is a priceless thing because in today's game where it's getting harder and harder to play defense and there's more and more rules against the defense, you would think that, well, it's going to make playing quarterback easier for everybody, right? Any old tom dick or harry can play quarterback like aaron Rodgers. oh no 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 quarterback is still insanely hard and it requires the kind of instincts and quick decision making of a fighter pilot with the athleticism of one of the great athletes in all of sports toughness leadership it's a rare combination of things that make the great quarterbacks great and everyone else well everyone else what I think the the tightening of the rules against the defense has done is it has allowed the best quarterbacks, the Bradys, the Rodgers, the Bens, the Breezes, it has allowed them to separate further than the rest of the normal quarterbacks. So as the rules get stricter against the defense, I believe that the better quarterbacks and the best quarterbacks, like Rodgers, are getting better than everybody else. They're separating. That's just what I think. I don't have stats to back it up, but maybe I could find some. Also, the stat doesn't imply for where the game is going. It only looks backwards at, well, historically, here's where quarterbacks have been paid through the years. If anyone would like to advocate that a team back out of having a great quarterback and go to a more bargain quarterback, a a quarterback that's a little cheaper, well... Go ahead, Will Kane. Make that argument. I want to hear it. Any team that has a guy that's good is going to keep that guy that's good, and they're going to pay that guy that's good. And the case of Kirk Cousins getting way too much money, according to some people, that's simply a case of, hey, a team could buy a good quarterback with no strings attached. Therefore, they're very expensive. Good for Aaron Rodgers. And, oh, by the way, great for his outfit he wore. At the Packers' welcome home luncheon yesterday, with the big blue felt cowboy hat and the giant lapeled blue felt suit and the mustache, beautiful, perfect. On the same day this happens, Brett Hundley was shipped out of town for a sixth round pick in return from to Pete from Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. A lot of people are saying that old Gutekunst deserves a raise right away for being able to get anything back for Brett Hundley. I mean, first of all, I think most Packer fans, and I know I tweeted that if I were a Packer fan, dot, 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 and people are like, well, you're not a Packer fan? No, I'm a, I'm a Packer friend, for lack of a better word. I, I have not renounced my citizenship to Redskins Nation, and I have not applied for asylum. In Pakistan, someday, maybe, some would say that I've earned dual citizenship because of my longstanding relationship with Bob and Brian in Milwaukee. Ah, I feel like right now I'd be jumping in when it's kind of unfair, that I would not have suffered the requisite years of Packer fans prior to Brett Favre and now Aaron Rodgers. Oh, by the way, with this deal for Aaron Rodgers, it is basically going to ensure Thirty-two consecutive years, with I guess last year is the one year of interruption. But thirty-two straight years of not just good quarterbacking, not just great quarterbacking, but Hall of Fame quarterbacking. Assuming Rogers plays out this contract, thirty-two years of quarterback bliss. I'm telling you, they're they're. Hard to believe there'll be another NFL team that enjoys that in my lifetime. Because I don't know how long I'm going to live. Well, nobody does, but you, know, you can always hope. All right, so Brett Huntley gets sent packing. 10% of me as a Packer friend would say, thank fucking God. 90% of me as a Packer friend and as a certified Mike McCarthy hater 90% of me is seethingly mad. So let's see the doof who thought Hunley was any good and stuck with him all last year and bragged about being a highly successful football coach and saying he liked the look of his quarterback room. That guy's still coaching? The fact they shipped him out for a sixth-round pick and they spent a fifth to get him, so they claw back a sixth. It's it's something, right? It's not nothing. That guy is still running the team. I know he's not the GM. I know. People say, well, don't blame him. He's not the GM. He's the coach, though. He has some say in things. He could have pounded the table. He could have stood on the table to say, we got to get somebody better than Hunley. He's not good. Coach McPositive believed he could shine up Brett Hunley into a starting bona fide NFL QB, and he failed. He failed, and he was way off base in his assessment. And that experiment is now over. Of course, you have Deshaun Kaiser as your backup, who I think is a slight upgrade, but not much. Let's all pray that Aaron Rodgers stays healthy this year, and we don't have to repeat the experience of last season with Deshaun Kaiser playing the role of Brett Hundley, the woefully inadequate backup to Aaron Rodgers. So, this story is interesting. Michael Kendricks, linebacker, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, now the Cleveland Browns, has gone on Twitter to admit, question mark, or at least express regret for the insider trading scheme that he allegedly participated in. Read Michael McCann's piece on SI.com. It was interesting. He talks about how this is not an actual plea bargain yet. He's only being investigated for, and he has not yet settled with the government as to what he did or did not do. But he has at least expressed his remorse and has admitted, yeah, yeah, I did this. I knew it was wrong. Basically, Michael Kendricks hooked up with uh, someone he thought was a friend who was a part-time writer for Blackish. He had also, I believe, worked in the financial industry and is a Harvard grad and he uh, hooked up with this guy to turn a cool $80,000 or or i should say turn a mere $80,000 into like 1.2 million in less than a year and he did it in a way that investigators were pretty easy to unravel let me give you the uh basics of this transaction by the way McCann's piece is very detailed very specific about a lot of things. Serious charge. Oh, by the way, and you know Michael Kendricks is looking at actual jail time for this. Yeah, believe it or not, actual jail time. Anyway, uh, <laughs> when the money arrived in Kendricks' account, Kendricks and Sinoyki—that's his friend, the former part-time writer for the TV show Blackish—who was orchestrating this insider trading. When the money arrived in Kendrick's account, Kendrick's and Sinoike used coded language and text messages to discuss it. This is the 80 grand. Kendrick's in a text, yo, so the 80 is there. Sinoike to Kendrick's, nah, you should keep number 95, meaning the number on Kendrick's jersey. Kendrick's then says back in a text, they said I couldn't get the 80 anyways. Only wide receiver could get that number. Federal investigators weren't born yesterday. They were like, oh, there you go. Coded language about is the 80 grand in there. Yeah, and then I'll text back uh, about your jersey number, and we'll use that as an excuse. From my reading of the story, this exchange actually could put Kendricks and Sinoike into greater legal peril because it shows an intent to deceive, which is part of the requisite conditions uh, for securities fraud aiding and abetting and a bunch of other stuff it's just weird because first of all i i don't understand insider trading it just seems to me like isn't that the point of the stock market to get a tip to get information and to and to move on it move on this line like it's already been played I know that certain information is supposed to be non-public and that you've got to steer clear of that and you can't trade on stuff like, hey, we're going to sell this company and then company A is going to buy us, company B, and then they're going to have 90% of all the blank in this certain space in the economic spectrum and they're going to kill it. Oh, let's buy some shares right now or let's sell some shares right now. I get that as far as insider trading, but it seems like everything is sort of inside trading, right? That these are tips you're supposed to get and act on? Eh, whatever. I know this. uh, When the SEC gets their teeth into you, oh boy. Good fucking luck getting out of that. And it looks like that's what Kendricks is in. Now here's the thing. Of all the criminality that the NFL and their players are into, you look at this and you go, well, golly. How many games of suspension should this be? Does the public really care that uh, Kendricks was able to turn 80 grand into $1.2 million? This is not like beating your girlfriend. This is not like a DUI going 110 miles an hour with a kid in the backseat of the car. This is not shooting your gun at somebody at a crowded nightclub. Not sure what the public thinks. And of course, Goodell in the NFL always tries to punish on public perception. They punish on, ooh, this is going to make the league look bad. Or they punish based on personal vendettas or the wishes of other owners in the case of Tom Brady and Deflategate. Uh, Roger Goodell, call your office. I don't know how long a suspension is for insider trading, which uh, as of right now, Michael Kendricks has not pled officially guilty to and he has not uh, settled in a plea bargain yet, but it looks like it is heading that way. All right, let's talk fantasy. We have the World's Worlds, yes, world's most preeminent expert when it comes to fantasy football and he will be a regular staple of our Football 5 Ways Friday Zabecast every week during the NFL season, our good buddy Paul Charchian. Founder of fanball.com, president of the FSSTA, weekday host on K-Fan in Minneapolis with the great Paul Allen, voice of the Vikings and unabashed hot tub cabana boy for newly acquired Vikings QB Kirk Cousins is with us now. Did I get all that correct, Church?
1: You did. Um, not only cabana boy, but I would actually towel him off.
0: <laughs> he does not. He, he doesn't need to
1: do any of his own toweling. I will do all of it for him.
0: I actually uh, I read the piece in the Ringer about that was titled uh, "You Know Kirk Cousins is the League's Greatest Gambler," and it was fascinating. And of course. I guess he had a film crew following him this summer, chronicling his big free agency. And they have him right after he got off the phone with his agent, in which the Jets said, we're in for 90 guaranteed. And he's like, all we got to do now is get the Vikings up to something close. And you guys got close enough, 84. And he said, wrap it up. Let's go.
1: I did, I had not read that. I never. I even heard of this story. Yeah, that's no.
0: There's amazing. there's uh there's audio of it as as well. Uh, you know, he's 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 done that. Um, I see. I love that about Kirk. I know that there is a real split. A lot of people say he's not worth that much money. He's not that good, and that's fine. I love the fact that he beat the system. He's he the did. only guy that walked through hell. To get to that point, to maximum leverage, and got a fully guaranteed deal. Good for him. So Dan,
1: Daniel Snyder being hell.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no <laughs> to walk to walk out of the Redskins uh, clean with his image intact is not easy to do. In fact, some some writers have dubbed the Redskins like the reverse car wash. You go in clean, you come out <laughs> dirty. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so, I, I, well, believe, if, I believe if, if, Shanahan, I believe Shanahan Shanahan charge. I believe is bitter that basically his stint with the Redskins and his dance with the devil ended his coaching career. Yeah. Because he can't sure. get hired now. You were going to say, so, "Charge," before we get into the fantasy advice du jour.
1: Minnesota is the place where good athletes leave. You know, we, we create good athletes, we grow them, and then they can't wait to go to another market, like your market, for example. This is not where, this is not where athletes choose to go. But this—it's changed with the Vikings. The Vikings. This is this is where people are going now. We uh, the 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 Bengals just cut one of the I don't know 15 best safeties in the league, George Iloka. He yeah. signs with the veteran. He wants to play for Zimmer. And now uh, now it's a great example with Kirk. Kirk took left six million dollars on the table because he wanted to be with a better organization. That's um, we're not used to that here. That's very yeah. special. We just we want to be loved, Zabe.
0: No, everyone wants to be loved, and everyone wants people to come to you. By the way, the six million, I think that would have been eaten up by New York or New Jersey Tax. taxes. Uh, and he already had twenty plus twenty four million the previous two years in the bank. So Kirk's doing okay. That said, let's get into the fantasy talk. And I brought yeah. this I brought this to the table just for you because I know you love it as a basic strategy. and being
2: intimidated by women. Chicken salad and going right up to them. Yeah, I should do the opposite. I should. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do 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 do
2: do I do the I used to sit here and do 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 do
0: do 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 Ah, uh, see, you couldn't hear it. It was oh, the it sorry. was the I'm sorry. It was the Seinfeld episode where where George said, "Do the opposite."
1: Oh, you went through all that work and I couldn't hear it. I hope the, I podcasters, can they, the podcasters can hear it.
0: The the podcasters can and will hear it, but yes.
1: All right, good. All right. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for going through the effort on well, that. Well,
0: I just I I was like, you know, I think this is in a Seinfeld, so I quick did a Google search and I was like, "Boom, yeah. do the opposite." Here's what we're doing, kids. If you're drafting your fantasy team this weekend or tomorrow or whenever, you are not taking a running back with your first overall pick. You are not taking a quarterback until the fourth round at the earliest. Let's talk 10th. 10th round? 10th round. Holy shnikes. Okay. Explain to people one more time why it is that you should put quarterbacks and running backs in the back burner. Go. Go.
1: Uh, Running backs because it's the it's the riskiest position in fantasy football. And why do you want to why do you want to put your most valuable picks, your first round pick, your second round pick, your third round pick against the, the position that has by far the biggest failure rate? The running backs. Well, don't do that. You can find help later in any given year. Half of the perceived top 10, like right now, half of our top 10 from this year, where guys are outside of the top 10 last year, you can find running back help in the later rounds. Quarterbacks, they're mostly all the same. So we don't take quarterbacks early because if you're in a 10 or 12 team league, well, my 10th best quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford, he's great. My 12th best is Philip Rivers. He's great. I mean you you can barely do you you can't go wrong at quarterback. Right. So they're all they're all so similar. It's a little bit like why well, you don't take a kicker. They're all so similar. They're not they they don't differentiate. But
0: you do know that there will be that one fanboy, if not more in your league, that sees Aaron Rodgers sitting there in the 3rd round and they're going to think that they got a a steal of a century cuz they can't wait to go tell their friends I've got Aaron Rodgers on my fantasy football team.
1: Yes. And I suppose that's worth something, right? To be able to say that, Um, you know, and I, you know, at the end of the day, if, if having a roster of, of guys you love makes you happy, great. I'll give you an example. I want Patrick Mahomes on my team, Zabe. Yes. I want that cannon arm. I want the highlight plays. I want to be sitting on my couch on Sunday when red zone flips over to the Chiefs game, and I'm watching Patrick Mahomes back up to pass, and I know Red Zone just flipped over here because something big's going to happen, and he uncorks this gigantic pass downfield, and I want to be standing before the ball is even in the soft hands of Tyreek Hill 50 yards downfield. (laughs) I want all of that. So I'm getting Patrick Mahomes on all my teams, and, I, you know, who cares if I'm overpaying by a couple of rounds? I don't care. Or a couple of auction dollars. It's going to be fun to have Patrick Mahomes.
0: Yeah. That, people do that, though. And sometimes, how about the guy that drafts guys for the teams that he likes or the teams that he roots for? That's always See, a I good think, fantasy yeah, football player.
1: Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a disaster. i almost like to go the other way and go with hedging, right? If you're a lifelong Redskins fan, why do you double up? And then throw a bunch of Redskins on your roster. And then if they have a terrible game, you lose twice. You know, you lose as a fan, as a a Redskins fan, and your fantasy team loses. You have no consolation.
0: Yeah. So basically you're saying quarterbacks, even though in real life Aaron Rodgers is head and shoulders above everyone else, the delta or the difference between Rodgers from a fantasy standpoint and everyone else is negligible. It's almost like... The difference between Kardashian sisters is just age and ass size. (laughs) But otherwise, they're all whores, so (laughs) take one. And we're on the board, everybody, with the first one of today's show. Uh, Get get Charch's cheat sheets at fanball.com or go to Twitter and look up Paul Charchian, C-H-A-R-C-H-I-A-N, and you've got pinned to the top. Way to go. Your cheat sheets. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm looking at you've got four different flavors. $100 budget, $100 budget QB heavy, $200 budget, $200 budget QB heavy. Are these for draft leagues, snake draft leagues, or only for auctions?
1: Both. So if you're in a snake league, then I've got – it's just the players are ranked. It's okay. great. And, but if you're in an auction league, there are some leagues that are $200 auctions, like ESPN and Yahoo's online auction bit is 200 bucks. I think it's totally superfluous, same. If you've got two hundred dollars or one hundred dollars, all you're doing is stretching out the. You're just making the auction longer, right? It, because it doesn't, doesn't doesn't really change anything. You can, I, I you don't need to be two hundred dollars, but some people are. So we give it. We give people four different options, and some have QB heavy. What if is have, now?
0: What is QB heavy?
1: What mean. that means is some leagues have you start two quarterbacks. Oh, you
0: have the Okay. Option to flex a quarterback so you could start two. Oh, now quarterbacks my God. have a lot
1: more value.
0: There's some leagues where you they let you flex start a second quarterback.
1: It's the only way to go, Zabe. Oh, no and it's not. Fuck well, that. That's not the that's, only way to go. That's it's, not it's fantasy. Way to go. That's it's not fantasy. Way to go. Uh,
0: well, say, Why don't why don't 20 I, 20 I, start... I start why don't I start LeBron James on my fantasy football team too once the NBA gets started? Because that's the same thing. I thought fantasy was supposed to mimic the real game. One quarterback charge.
1: Well, Zabe, if that were the case, we got to roll back the clock 25 years and go touchdown only because that's the only thing that gives points or touchdowns. Oh, I Yards know. Yards don't give points in the NFL. I remember yep, those we were, days. We award that.
0: Charge charged this week on Twitter had a great thread, which was, you know you've been playing fantasy football a long time when blank and then had people fill in the blank. And I forget what my submission to you was. Uh, oh, it was about – oh, this is it. I said, you know I've been playing fantasy football a long time when you remember justifying Tommy Vardell's 7.2 yards per game in hopes of poaching his six touchdowns a year. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Touchdown Tommy. Vardell.
1: Touchdown Tommy. You remember they yeah. called him that? Was it, was it not Stanford, I believe, that where he went? But maybe I'm confusing with somebody else. By the way, sometimes you just try, strike Twitter gold. That was me that was striking gold. Twitter gold. What were I some of the it,
0: what were some of the other ones that you can remember off the top of your head? Or I'll look at get, your I'll look at your Twitter feed. I
1: just pulled up my analytics on that tweet. Okay, seventy-eight thousand impressions and wow. twenty-five hundred interactions.
0: Wow, with
1: that, with that,
0: tweet, you can retire That's, off of that. That yeah, that should I, be I, enough I, to yeah, retire off. Of. Nothing. I made good money
1: for Twitter,
0: <laughs> right, for <exactly>. Google, <laughs> exactly. you know.
1: Uh, but people love it when you ask them questions, right, and they get a chance to answer. I'm trying to think of other things that have just sort of electrified people. Uh, I, 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 I someone remember.
0: someone pointed out the uh, the two Chris Warrens that yes. were in the league at one point. There was also, wasn't there two Andersons? One was for the Chicago Bears. Or, or there was a Bears running back. Neil, in there.
1: Neil Anderson.
0: That's right.
1: Thanks. think there were two neil anderson's (laughs) Um,
0: and you could pull off trades in which you fuck a a fellow guy in your league by trading him the wrong guy and saying well you didn't well you didn't check which one it was eight that's who it was two adrian petersons
1: it was two adrian there was an adrian peterson for the bears and and he was was awful and then there was adrian for the vikings (laughs) and you could you could fleece a guy with that too Spe- Did, uh, and- Speaking
0: of which, now that we have Burgundy Jesus, oh, yeah. you like <laughs> I like that. I like that. You had- tell <laughs> me. You tell me what you think Burgundy Jesus will end up with as a Redskin. I said he- three hundred and ninety-three yeah. yards and one touchdown. Too low
1: for the season. Wait for the, yeah,
0: sea- for the what season. What are you talking about? For the season, too low. Oh, that's why It's way too low. So you, think, your,
1: I think, he, I think he might be your best running back outside oh, of Chris Thompson.
0: Oh, don't I get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He is, but that's only because our running backs suck. I Chris don't think. He can, I, I don't think he can make it. Well, Thompson's good, but he's a third down specialty guy. I I think that basically Peterson can't make it through the season. I think he will have several big. He had a couple huge games last year with Arizona.
1: He had two early games against bad defenses, and they gave him like 30 carries. 37
0: carries in one of those two games. That's fucking crazy right there. I don't know. I don't know. I I think that Adrian Peterson as a reliable number one back is less likely than Trump being invited to the next McCain family picnic in the summer. (laughs) I just don't see it. But maybe I'll be wrong. So, I mean, maybe some teams will take a, uh, some fancy people will take a flyer on Peterson. I, you think well, he can I last the whole I've got season running back
1: 35. though? I I think he's I think okay. he's a viable third fourth running okay. back on your team. He'll get goal line carries. He will be the lead runner for as long as he's upright. And you saw him you saw him last weekend. I didn't think
0: he looked bad, did you? No. No, but again, it reminds us of how shitty Samaj P. Ryan and Fat Rob Kelly oh. are. So, go, yeah. Go okay, figure. Okay, but on. wait.
1: Hold on. Before we get off this subject, yeah, Chris Thompson, the game when he broke his leg
0: Against at the Saints. that
1: point, would you would you care to guess where he ranked among running backs through those 11 games that he played? It was actually week 11 when he broke his leg. Week through 10 games.
0: Ranked as where, a fantasy running back?
1: As a fantasy running back where he ranked he was top at five. the point. Top, he was number 11
0: oh, okay. among
1: all running backs
0: yeah no he was fucking good. he I mean he had, the what? game the game he had against the Rams in L.A. was incredible. I mean he was just blowing through them left and right, screen passes great in the, in, in that game. Uh, you know he's a good weapon. he's coming off a major injury though, and who knows how he's going to be They say he looks good so far. everyone looks good in August, right when they're doing yes. limited work so okay not
1: in, they're all in the best shape of their careers right now
0: exactly. How Okay, where do you where do you think? All right, there are two quarterbacks, so maybe I shouldn't even ask. The injury quarterbacks that have people intrigued: Deshaun Watson for one, and Carson Wentz for another. Of the two, if you were to take a flyer in the twelfth round on either one, who would you take a flyer on?
1: The guy who's going to start Week One, and Which the guy is was freakish upside. That's Watson. I all mean, right. the upside's just. Unbelievable, but he's right? still
0: not better than a tenth round pick. You think? Nope. Okay. Well,
1: he'll go if you want him. You have to take him before the tenth round because he'll go sooner than that. But I don't recommend doing it. So okay. I, I don't have Watson on any of my teams for that reason. Okay. So I'm not taking. I'm not taking a quarter. I'm being stubborn about it. I'm not taking quarterback that early. All right. Uh, but a quick reminder of his last four games of the year, Zay, for Deshaun Watson. He had a week four, threw four touchdowns and ran one in. Week five, he threw five touchdowns. Week six, he threw three touchdowns. And week seven, against Seattle, which still had a good defense in Seattle at that time, he threw for 400 yards and four touchdowns, and he ran for another 67 yards. Yeah,
0: Ridiculous That's stuff. Pretty silly stuff. Back to running backs for a second. You, you, know, you talk about the risk of the position. How come Todd Gurley is not considered a fairly risk-free back? He had a huge oh, year is. last He's, year.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's he's consider, he's, the, he's going first overall in basically every draft in America. Oh, he is. Yeah, he is. Everybody Everybody's on Gurley because he powered everybody to championships last year. Zabe, and all fantasy players do is
0: replay last chase, year. Chase, right. They chase last year. Would Kamara yes. for the Saints, who is your current seventh-ranked back on your cheat sheet, would he be a possible one-slash-one? And if not, yes. why not? I got, a
1: guy my, I, got a, I got a guy in my office who thinks he should be the first player taken in drafts. You get okay. uh, you get all those that four games without Mark Ingram. That helps. He's a freakish talent. That helps catches balls. That all helps. But at the end of the day, unlike the guys ahead of him, he's splitting carries with Mark Ingram. And that's why I can't get Alvin Kamara ahead of a guy like Leonard Fournette or Ezekiel Elliott or David Johnson or Saquon Barkley or Le'Veon Bell or Todd Gurley, because those are workhorse backs to get the ball in
0: every situation. Okay. How about my guy Josh Doxon for the Redskins? Supposedly a number one supposedly really <laughs> that's what you think huh?
1: yeah i mean wouldn't you rather have jameson crowder Isn't yeah in terms PPR, of in terms better of better wide receiver
0: yeah ppr for sure absolutely yeah, he
1: doesn't score enough we need him to find the end zone once in a once in a lifetime that would be right. awesome doxon I mean, uh, is going basically undrafted and he's going after paul richardson who would you pick between the two
0: Probably Richardson, but I'm a known anti people don't people in town don't like me by saying he's not going to blossom. He's had two dead years. he had a little it's a touchdown burst last year, but it was not thoroughly reliable. I said, "Go look at the profile of any number one uh, first round draft pick wide receiver. If they don't show out in the first two years, they're not going to blossom. they're, they're dead. Right. they're duds, basically. I mean I yep. personally I'd trust Michael Kendricks as my Merrill Lynch retirement advisor before <laughs> I trust Jock <Jacques> Stockson. <laughs> Ooh. I've got one uh, more lurking too. I'm not gonna tell you who it is. Um, Antonio so Brown won.
1: this bit. I'm sorry. This That's is, okay. I, so I got bad. it
0: this week. You get it get it next week. Uh it's a deal. Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham, AJ Green, and then Michael Thomas, the rookie sensation. For New Orleans, those are your top five receivers.
1: Let's talk about Thomas. This Teddy Bridgewater trade helps Thomas because now you've got a functional backup behind Breeze. Not that Breeze ever got hurt in the past, mm-hmm. but Zabe, at his age, injury comes quickly and severely, and it could come any Now we've got a functional backup. So I, I moved Michael Thomas up, you know, one spot. Not you know, not a lot, but I moved him up one spot just because that's uh you know, that's just one less scenario that would necess- that would torpedo Michael Thomas's season.
0: Yeah. Are you is anyone going to take I mean, what is the thought on taking a flyer on Josh Gordon, who is still you know, he says he's gonna play week one for the Browns, but the Browns are more like, yeah, not so sure about that. Like, is he draftable at all, Josh Gordon? Oh yeah.
1: He's going in the he's going in the fourth rounds of drafts. Holy so shit. Really? But everybody, everybody's got a, everybody's got a guy in every league. You can't get 12 guys together, Zabe, and i have one person that wants to relive 2013. Right. That, you know, there's always one that's like, oh man, you know, he was so good <laughs> that year with Norv Turner as his, uh, as his offensive coordinator and Jason Campbell throw unleashing bombs downfield to him. There's right. some of your favorite names from the past. Yeah, yeah. I'm not one of them. I've got Josh lower than most people do on my cheat sheet. Gordon is sitting at f- wide receiver 34. Yeah. So I, I'm not. I'd much rather have Jarvis Landry if I got to take a Browns receiver.
0: Yeah, waiting for Gordon to come back. I mean, that was like it was more tedious than explaining the difference between PUBG and Fortnite to your grandparents. It just. <laughs> it's like, no, mom. You get see PUBG is different. It's like, well, I don't understand. <laughs> Why can't Josh Gordon get in the lineup, for God's sakes?
1: Didn't I just do that with you like a month ago on your Zabe cast? I
0: know, and it took me (laughs) forever to understand the difference. I'm going to see my nephew this weekend. I'm going to see my nephew this weekend who's a big PUBG fanatic and scoffs at Fortnite. Saying it's an inferior oh, game, or so he really? says. Really?
1: So he's a purist, is what he is. Yeah, he is. You know, that's you know, the fort, Fortnite is for the is for like the the seventh graders, the eighth graders. Mm-hmm. You know, your grizzled your grizzled high school shooter guys. They're the PUBG fans. Yeah.
0: Tight ends: Gronk, Kelsey, Ertz. That's your three. That's the list. Then there's a huge drop off after that. If you get a great tight end, that's a big force multiplier because. Other tight end production is so far behind. What about Jimmy Graham, though, uh, with the Packers? Can he turn back the clock to his glory days in New Orleans?
1: I don't think he can do it from a yardage standpoint, but certainly from a touchdown standpoint. If uh, I looked up some of the the end zone passes thrown by Aaron Rodgers when when he was healthy over the last two years, it was all Jordy Nelson. And now, obviously, Jordy's gone. He's in Oakland, and somebody's got to be the new Jordy Nelson. Is it going to be Geronimo Allison? No. Devontae Adams is is good, and he's, he's my number eight wide receiver, but he can't do it all by himself. Randall Cobb's never been a guy they've targeted in the end zone. It's going to be Jimmy Graham. They're going to throw to him in the end zone constantly. I think he's sitting on a great touchdown season. It's the same way Seattle used him. They figured out what he could still do, and it's he can he can box out and catch those touchdown passes, and that's what he's going to do again here. I think he's sitting on a double-digit touchdown season.
0: Paul Charchian has his cheat, sheet, cheat sheets up on his uh, Twitter feed, at Paul Charchian, also fanball.com. A wealth of information, and because it's that time of year, LeagueSafe.com, the ultimate place to let everyone pay their league's entry fees online and on time. Save the hassle. Go to LeagueSafe.com. Any other advice as people get ready to draft this weekend and next week?
1: Well, I'll, I'll only mention one thing about uh, both of those products, Fanball and LeagueSafe. They're free. Nice. Uh, you know, you know, there's that. The cheat doesn't cost you anything, so you know you can go to the site and use that. Um, here, let me. I want to run this scenario by you, Zabe. Yeah. Did you see Saquon Barkley in that first preseason game or just the highlights of his amazing run? Of course I did. Uh, the very first carry.
0: Right. Everyone did. The highlights were shoved down our throats. Like, this guy's the greatest thing ever. Look, he can run the football. Right. I got it.
1: Okay. Now, he suffered a hamstring injury, so we didn't get to see him in preseason game two. We didn't get to see him in preseason game three, and no starters played in four. He'll be ready for week one.
0: Out of sight, out There's of mind. A-
1: That's that's what I'm saying. And beyond that, even there's an alternate reality here, Zay, where he did not suffer the hamstring injury and he looks astounding. Every bit as good as that highlight run and every bit as good as he looked in college. And he would be shooting up draft boards right now. I have moved him to number three at my running back position ahead of David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott. And the reason is because I think there is a scenario where he's he is what Zeke was in his rookie year. We had Zeke as my number one running back. In his rookie year, is Barkley can be awesome. Yeah. And he's got the vastly improved offensive line, the vastly improved coaches. And then there's this other thing. David Johnson, we're bottom three offensive line in Arizona. Ezekiel Elliott, right now, if they had to play a game today, the Cowboys would have one starter on their offensive line and four guys out. So as it stands right this minute... I love Saquon Barkley, and I think there's a ton of upside with that guy, and I think he's somebody that you can consider as early as pick number three if you're no. going to take running backs in the first round.
0: I like that thinking. As humans, we don't believe everything we saw; we believe the last thing we saw. So when the I'm <laughs> that not serious. True. That's it's the error That's... of the error of recency, and so when a guy has been sort of out of the limelight for a little while, people kind of forget. So keep an eye out for Barkley as you do your draft. Real yeah, quick. And, it,
1: and you're right. He's sliding backwards in drafts. I'm saying when they zig, we zag. We're going, we're taking them earlier when everybody else is taking them later.
0: There you go. Okay. Um, charge is going to be part of my football five ways Friday extravaganza every week. And as part of that, we were haggling over compensation and the topic yes. came to candy. And charge gave me a list of candy that he would deem acceptable as compensation And I said, that's a joke, right? That's like a bottom five list of the worst candy ever. Candy cigarettes, wax lips, candy corn, circus peanuts, and the strip of paper with lines of candy dots on it. Were you were you trolling me when you said? Oh God, yes, I was. Are you oh, kidding me? those are
1: the worst candies God. in the history of mankind. It's <laughs> oh, so bad.
0: Wax lips aren't even candy, but they they kind of fell into the candy category. Now, the one thing I will actually gently uh, disagree with you on: I like candy corn. I'm one of the few guys right. who likes candy corn. I know it's weird. Can't explain it. Got to make your case because you, I don't think you can do it. I don't know. It, it's got the satisfactory chewiness that I like, and it's got just a, a sugary sort of orangey kind of taste that I like. I don't, I don't know why that is. I'm not even sure what the taste. What do you think that? What do you think the taste would be called on candy corn? Sugar. <laughs> and, sugar. Way,
1: it's three colors, right? So it's it, the tip of it is white, and then there's orange and uh, then believe- black.
0: Orange, or, right? or yeah. yeah orange and then dark oh, yeah. brown or black to imitate the husk
1: the husk right they all taste identical zabe there's I no know. flavor difference in in any in, in those three but it's a totally lost opportunity i know
0: i know and so it's the
1: whole thing ridiculous so, so that is not none of those are adequate compensation all right
0: well, you figure out what it is you want
1: well oh, no, i figured it out okay i know what i want you tell me uh You've known me long enough to know that there's not going to be a simple answer to this, right?
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: I gotta make it, th- I gotta make it tough. Here you go. My, my favorite candy bar? The lion bar. <laughs> I know what you're saying. What the hell's a lion bar? Uh, type in go to Google Lion Bar and Images so you know what I'm talking about. So you can see the beauty of the lion bar.
0: Okay. I'm looking lion at it bar. right now. It's a it's a candy bar. chocolate candy bar with something in the middle, and it's got a actual lion on the cover, and right. it says Lion Bar, and it is uh, made by Nestle.
1: Nestle, this thing is amazing. So here's what it is. Is it new? You know the wafers. You know the wafers in a Kit Kat. Yes, sir. So you take those wafers in a Kit Kat, right?
0: That's the center. Then, that's the center of the Lion Bar. Is this a new is, candy bar?
1: This is a European candy bar, and you're going to have to <laughs> go I to just, Amazon.
0: I just got back from over there, damn you. Could you could have
1: brought them with you.
0: Okay. You could have brought them with you. All right.
1: Here, all right, so let me explain this thing. It's got the Kit Kat wafers in the middle. Then on top of that, they put the crispy rices from, the like, the crunch bar, right? Then on top of that, they drizzle caramel over the whole thing, and then— they have a it's all dunked in chocolate, like a proper candy bar should be. Wow. And it is amazing. <laughs>
0: and you, you can't
1: normally get it in the US. You gotta okay. find a way to get it here. Okay. And I am challenging I'm on you, it. you. I'm
0: on it. I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. You'll get ways. those Lion every Martin week to me. Okay, right. very good, Church. Always a pleasure. Thank you. The season is upon us. Fanball dot com. Follow Church on Twitter. League Safe and uh, League safe. Well, LeagueSafe dot com. And what's the other companion product?
1: Um, you have a Safe Leagues if you want to right, find safe. a league. You're short short a league. You're like yeah. I'd really like to play in another league, but I don't know. You know, nine other people. I don't know ten other people. or Whatever.
0: Leaguesafeleagues.com Leaguesafe.com and safeleagues.com Alright, Charge, we'll talk next week. Thanks, buddy. We'll end with this today. LeBron James' new TV show called The Shop made its debut on HBO on when Tuesday night. Tuesday night of this week. It was an interesting-looking show in that I liked the setting. It looked like a barbershop. I believe LeBron James did, did get a bit of a trim and a shave But it also had some weird elements to it, and I'll let this next piece of audio speak for itself on this regard. What took me, as I saw the first few clips of it, I've not watched the whole episode, is that LeBron James says, fucker. And he might, I don't know if he says motherfucker, but I think he says fucker in it. I believe he also says shit, and the N-word is dropped at least a dozen times, or thereabouts. And I'm like, wow, this is, you know, you've never seen LeBron talk like this. And and it's not that I don't think that LeBron would talk like that, you know, away from the cameras and away from the microphones. It just was a little bit, wow, because LeBron has done a good job, I think, presenting himself, a great job presenting himself as a role model uh, in front of the cameras and in his public face to, to the world. So this was like a definite, whoa, look at that. It's like it's like when you heard me say fuck for the first time or heard me say that for the first time on the Zabecast. You're like, whoa. And I try to be reasonable in saying it, but still. So here's Jason. So I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to make my own judgments as to whether or not it's, it's good or, or whatnot. But uh, Jason Whitlock is not a fan here was Whitlock uh, yesterday on Speak for Yourself on FS1.
2: Black barbershops. I've never seen black men sipping goblets of red wine. Yeah. Lord is my witness, they were holding goblets filled with Cabernet.
0: Uh, by the way, LeBron James does have, I think, his own signature wine. So, yeah, cross-promotion there. A little product placement.
2: But that wasn't even the worst thing I've never seen a token white dude, especially one who didn't grow up in the neighborhood, dominating and driving the conversation inside a black barbershop.
0: John Stewart is that token white guy.
2: John Stewart from the Old Daily Show was the star of this show. Was Trevor Noah unavailable? Arsenio? What black barbershop has no disagreement? LeBron retold his Brentwood spray paint story and no one offered a hint of cynicism. Hey, man, how come you ain't moved? That's what would have happened in my barbershop. <laughs> Look, I was, I'm as verbally raw as they come, depending on the setting. But I've never experienced that level of profanity and ignorance inside a barbershop. There's always an old head who shuts it all down. 75 times someone cursed. 11 times someone dropped the N-word. Well, what barbershop is this? LeBron's shop was a collection of elite black millionaires who are so far removed from reality that they think the black barbershop is a minstrel show with a white choreographer. In the Ooh. middle of this minstrel show, Jon Stewart had the audacity to compare LeBron James to Muhammad Ali. Are you kidding me? Ali stood on religious principle. LeBron James is standing on Twitter. I had very high aspirations for LeBron James, but he has been completely turned out by fame and pop culture. He's 34 years old and allegedly wants to be a social activist, an educator, and a role model. This is how you portray yourself? You start a TV show and you instantly become Black Trump? (laughs)
0: LeBron, you're lost,
2: you're confused, you're hypocritical, you're fired.
0: Wow. Jason Whitlock. I'm going to watch the show and I will report back as to what I think, but I would say this, if there really isn't any argument, if there really isn't any pushback, if it's all just kissing LeBron's ass, then yeah, the show's show's not good. Because I would imagine in any barbershop or just in any setting where guys are sitting around, even with your richest friend and and the most accomplished friend in the group sitting there he's going to get pushback if you're really just hanging out being boys otherwise it's uh hey you're the you're the greatest boss way to go LeBron you're the best keep me on the show man don't I'm not gonna say anything to to make you mad on that all right that'll do it for today big announcement coming tomorrow right here in this space I think I think you'll like it I mean maybe might like it a little bit might hate it I, we'll leave it for tomorrow. That'll be a wrap. You know the drill. Tell two friends. Hit up the Reddit thread about how great the Zabecast is. Po- is positive reviews, ratings always help. Download, subscribe at all the major podca- podcast outlets as well, including iTunes, Google Play, and more. And always remember, a government that robs Peter to pay Paul can always depend on the support of Paul. That's George Bernard Shaw. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.